everybody and welcome to In The Pub with Mike Bradbury. We are in sunny Barcelona, really, really, really sunny Barcelona. It's crazy hot um, at the moment. We are with the regulars of... Kevin Markwick. Tony Purvis. And we have two guests today. Uh, we have one, which is... Alain Chamaillard. And... Cody Poller. Cody, I, I will note that you just had to look at your own name <laughs> on, on the on the Cine Europe pass in order to remember your name. That's not a good start. <laughs> that was for you. Cool, thank you for that. Uh, so this is the first time we've been together since we were in Birmingham, yeah, uh, Kevin's new site. I think I remember um, that. Just before, about. just before Christmas. Hey, what, um, was that when it was? Jeez. How's it was all right up there, No, we it? were together at the CTC thing. At, at, um, yeah, but not as a podcast no, as That was more of a live did thing with an audience. Did we never release that out into the world, then? <laughs> yeah, I think we did. I think we controversially did. Um, yeah, we did. We definitely did. I remember the, uh, the memos. So, okay, what we're going to do, we're going to have, have a little bit of fun, hopefully. We're going to go around the room, and we're going to ask for everybody's mistakes. Any mistakes, any issues, any any mess ups that you've done that you've always wanted to air publicly? Oh, are we talking about cinema? Oh, yeah, no, I don't want life mistakes. No, right. <laughs> okay. I've got loads of those. No, we don't want life mistakes. I mean, yeah, I depending on what they are. But like recriminations and I loved her, you know, I did. Yeah, <laughs> big, big, biggest mess ups in the projection room. Or in oh. Kevin's case, the whole cinema. I well, the, no, it's mostly the projection room, I think. 35 mil, big one. 35, oh, I've done loads of 35 mil. Everyone's surely opened the projection box door and the film's come pinging out at some point. <laughs> Haven't we? Come on, we've all done that. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's been coming out of the projector and onto the floor by mistake. Well, yeah, but it's not been coming out of the room. Oh, no, Maybe I, I had that. bigger yeah, rooms. It was quite a small but, room, and I did mm. one time open it, and it all went out of the, yeah, it had been about two hours off a cake stand. On Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. We used to have, um, in Odeon Leicester, we did a lot of, um, like, Bollywood films, and they were made out of a, a slightly different, uh, it wasn't our normal 35 mil stock, oh, um, right. and the static used to build up a little bit more mm. on a Bollywood film than it would an ordinary film. So you would be sitting at the desk doing your planning or whatever for the rest of the week and then you'd just hear (laughs) and that happened far too often. And then you would have to sit there and piece it all together, which meant like a 4 a.m. finish. Luckily, though, they always came to a second hand, so they were always in really bad condition anyway, so no one could ever tell. No. You could probably do a whole poca- podcast series, podcast. A podcast, a podcast. A podcast series. A whole podcast whole, series uh, on Bollywood mess-ups. Well, the secret, would, I always did, I mean, not that anyone needs to know this stuff anymore, but the secret with film was always to take it back up the way it went down. Don't ever try and yeah, yeah, lift yeah, it yeah. up and untangle it. No, 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 no. It's got to come back up. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The way it went down, otherwise yeah. you're going to be there all night. The good, I, thing, the good thing about that, though, I think for most 35mm projectionists who have experienced that, we're now really good at untangling headphones. Yeah, that's It's true. definitely a life skill <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we have learned. Well, because we're now showing 35mm in Birmingham, mm-hmm. so all of these things are coming horribly back to me. So you're, you're making all new making mess-ups. Making all new mess-ups. Yeah. But... Um, I suppose, uh, yeah, I put the wrong, I put the wrong reel on more than once. We've all done that, haven't we? I've done it once. Yeah. Back when I was very, once. very, very new. 
Well, that was quite new. <laughs> Last week? Yeah. No, but, yeah, oh, okay. Digital-wise, one of my favourite ones is um, with the TMS being, you know, now it's all automated and the TMS kicks in whether you like it or not. And we were running a live opera early and I forgot to... Uh, Forgot to disable the automatic on the on the program, and mm. uh, so the last ten minutes of the opera was actually DCM presents adverts, which didn't go down very well at yeah, all. So Tony's got a rather <laughs> infamous story that's similar to that, I believe. I, I'm not sure it's funny yet. You know how things <laughs> become too soon. Uh, you know how things it's become funny soon. after a while. Um, I was uh, doing a, I think it was Rush. It was a, uh, it was a. Studio Canal premiere, sorry, Studio Canal. And oh, the TMS man, the TMS yeah. kicked in. Um, just So we'd done all of our testing for the whole day. We'd done all of our logos. Everything was spot on. Had it all set up in a manual playlist. I hadn't saved the playlist because you don't need to. And then uh, the TMS kicked in, overwrote everything. And basically the old, we were supplied with a new logo for the actual premiere but the old logo was in a previous playlist. Yee. So it kicked in, old logo came on, and I got into a bucket load of trouble to the point where I was quite young as well. I was, I think I'd only probably been there for a year in that role, and I just felt like the world was going to swallow me up. It was horrible. Well, and you do, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. And I, there were, there's so many things. Like, I loved working in... Odeon Leicester Square and West End and Covent Garden, but there was always something on a big event that just wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it might nice. be a microphone, maybe the spotlight will just die as you're pointing it on Idris Elba. You know, there was always something, but yeah, the TMS kicking in for that premiere was possibly the worst moment of my career to date. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I remember um, one of the longest, we had this bizarre evening, and it's, this is so long ago, 1980. It was. I was showing the Empire Strikes Back, and hang on a minute. That's yeah. my favorite. If you've messed yeah. up the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> for anyone, you have to uh, end well, now. Yeah, it was a brilliant night because we had two kind of concurrent weird things going on. One was that Harry H. Corbett was in, and he'd come in with this sort of Dolly Bird, um, and we had a slightly dippy usherette who, when the Dolly Bird came down uh, to get a drink, she said. Is your dad someone famous? <laughs> Which was kind of hilarious. But for some reason, I'm trying to think what happened. I think um, uh, I think the end, we were still running carbons at that point. In 1980, how ridiculous carbons. is that? Carbon art. Yeah, and you don't end, even know what I'm about. Yeah. <laughs> He's too young. He's not born. The end fell Cody's off looking the, blank at us. Right, the, the end <laughs> fell off the carbon and there was about 10 minutes where there was no light. And this is with Harry H. Corbett and his dad <laughs> watching uh, watching The Empire Strikes Back. So in a panic, I unlaced it, took the film down, rewound it back 10 minutes, and then laced the, the wrong spool on oh. the wrong... So when I finally got it back on, the Millennium Falcon was going backwards and going, <laughs> like, with the soundtrack on one side of the screen. It was an evening that just went from bad to worse. Yeah. So have you ever laced a film up upside down? I can't imagine. I've not laced it upside down. I've put the reel in the wrong way round. Ah, uh, yes. I've put the second that, yeah. to last reel in upside down. Yeah. Uh, that was on Prospero's books. Oh, right. Well, nobody noticed. Well, they didn't. They didn't. It was sold out. And I was the only one that noticed. And I ran out and everyone was like, 
Should we just leave it? Because yeah. no one's complaining. Well, that's, <laughs> that's always the thing, isn't it? When you make yeah. a mistake, like a sort of similar, you think, well, if I stop the show, I'm just going to draw attention to this terrible mistake that exactly. I made. Exactly. And there was another one with Casino, um, yeah. where, and it wasn't me, I promise yeah. it wasn't me, but there was a situation where one of the projectionists where I worked made up Casino in the wrong order. Wow. And I think three of the reels are in the wrong order because wow. it was a pretty big film. Mm. I think yeah. it was about eight, nine long, reels. Long, yeah. And because it, if you remember, 2000, um, 1995 was the year after Pulp Fiction. Right. Pulp Fiction was shown all in wrong order. Mm. Yeah, not, not shown as oh, in right. the, it was the structure of the... Yeah, fractured yeah, narrative. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and because, I, I think personally, because of that... People didn't notice that they'd made up Casino the wrong way. Oh, right. And it, it wasn't noticed until three weeks into its run. Oh, my goodness. Someone came out and said, excuse me, I'm sure there's something wrong with that film. <laughs> and then when we checked, he got it all wrong. Oh. Yeah. I did a similar thing with the mission. Someone had laid, they put the heads and tails on the wrong reel. Mm. And uh, it was a, yeah, it was two days before someone came out and said, "Well, the credits in the first reel." No, 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 no. no they, the heads and tails. Oh, the heads, heads and tails. Oh. On the, you know, because. Did you do the emulsion and base side test? No, 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 no. It was the <laughs> real four was in real fives can with oh. real fives heads and tails mm. on it. Okay. What chance does that give you? Yeah. And it was two or three days before someone came out and said, "Excuse me, Robert De Niro died and then came back to life again." <laughs> <laughs> Which also happened to John Travolta in. <laughs> But it happens in both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. And I said, well, you know, this, um, uh, you know, Roland Joffe is a very interesting director. He makes a lot of interesting <laughs> interesting uh, narrative decisions. He does. Uh, so what about digital? What about digital? Um, we made any digital errors? Well, it's actually technically more difficult. Apart from sort of TMSE type yeah. playlisty errors, it's actually mm. more difficult to, more difficult. Yeah. Yeah, to do that. Um, ratios and things like that. But again, funnily enough, this week, my daughter was trying to teach um, a new person how to see the difference. With, you know, in the, in, in the 35 mil days, if you ran scope 185, you could see that it was wrong because everyone was walking around tall and thin, mm -hmm. or you know, vice versa. Where like about me? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, <laughs> yeah. but Scandinavian. With digital, but, we, yeah, but with digital, you can't see that. That difference is not apparent immediately, is it? Mm. No. It's, um, because you're just cutting the top and bottom off the picture. Yeah, if you're playing flat in scope, scope. Yeah. then yeah. it's it's noticeable if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, that's a, right. Dare I say, to a layman, it might not necessarily. No, well, you're cutting heads off and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it is, but with all of the, it, it just be a Tony Scott film. Yeah, well, but so it's actually more difficult to... Uh, well, not yeah. really. There's an issue with Tony Scott not being... I mean, I suppose the one of the famous, I suppose the most famous things that happen with digital are people putting in inappropriate trailers into mm. playlists, aren't they? Mm. Mm. That sort of happens. You know, you yeah, there's a lot of nodding going on around. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have a stupid question, but because we are talking now about the uh, 35 millimeters and, and, the, and the digital, you as exhibitors, we are talking about mistakes, etc. When you have more fun with the digital or with the 35 millimeters? 35 mil. Fun. 35 mil. I think it was clear, it, but the I was thing is, yeah. it's, it's retrospective fun. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Know? no, actually, no, no because I'm oh, sorry. No, I no, please go ahead. No, the only thing I was going to say was that um, yes, it would seem that way, 
but it's oh, it was more difficult or it was a, but suddenly I realized actually I had a real bloody skill yeah oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah 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 well, you know, oh, because we're showing 35 in Birmingham now and I've had to suddenly you know do it do mm. it because I'm the only one mm. who can do it um I suddenly realized, do you know what? I was really good at this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. This was an actual, yeah. proper, actual skill. Well, what you've just admitted yeah. proves you're not really no, well, good yeah, at it. No, really. yeah. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> But it's also, you know, all that stuff about being able to identify a problem before it happens, which is much more difficult on digital. The projector yeah, yeah, doesn't sure. projector doesn't squeak or, or, yeah. or, or yeah. sound like it needs oiling or motor coupling going or, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So, you, you but, know, then, but then you can also identify that problem and fix it, whereas now yes. it's more difficult to fix Correct. without an integrator. That's yeah. absolutely right. And that's um, why I always say to people, that my 35 years of experience or whatever count for absolutely nothing. Turn it off and on again. That's mm. the only advice I've got for you. Yeah. <laughs> Just you say later that you have <laughs> less charm with yeah. digital with the 35 minutes. Yeah, it's a bit cold. Yeah. yeah. It? It's I nowhere mean, near as... Um, it's not It's not a relationship. No. no, no that and, doesn't and, mean I'd want to go back to film full-time because I really would not, thank you very much. No, uh, I mean, just the sheer weight of the prints. Yeah. I think I would. I loved it. I loved hauling those up the stairs oh, when the no. dumb waiter was broken and I loved making it up and then there was an art yeah, in getting it off the platter and getting it over to screen 12 from one. You know, and was, anyone who enjoys moving them yeah. is... <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, but you enjoyed cycling 180 Absolutely miles on a Sunday. Crazy. I mean, good lord. <laughs> yeah. Thursday nights with advertisements and all that stuff yeah. was, was. But we used to make it grim. fun. We used to make it fun because, like, Thursday nights would be adverts and moving the films. But you knew what was coming, so you you knew it was going to be a hard night. So you get in a Nando's with your teammate, yeah. and you know you'd you'd schedule it all out. And if you got done before half eleven, bonus. I never Round had to the Nando's. That never was exciting. Once. Yeah, it was just fun, and it was more the, because you had a team as well. So it was you had a little family at work, mm. and I I think that kind of got. I I was very fortunate to be able to have a team way into digital, um, and that was fantastic. But I know a lot of people who were projection managers once the staffing began to get cut. They missed that. They missed that camaraderie and being able to speak to people who were like-minded and cared about this that, and the other yeah. and, you know and I, like those thursday nights and wednesday nights actually i just i used to love them because it was one it was a skill two you were hanging out with your mate who also loves film mm. and it was just great mm. when i started it was saturday night change so it was peeling off on a saturday night and then lord knows what was going to turn up sunday morning on transport and if the film didn't turn up on a sunday morning you were screwed you know <laughs> Oh, where am I going to go? The phone would ring for about an hour at Perivale before somebody answered it. And but don't worry, you don't yeah. look so old. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got a digital um, mistake. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, this, is a, this is a worldwide exclusive. Yeah. Very few people know this. Um, but Should I was in... No, it's all right. Any? No, we can carry on. Um, me and my senior engineer, everyone will know who that is if you know me, um, we were in a cinema and we had a guest complaint come in just while we happened to be in there and they said that the 3D wasn't working and we said oh right okay uh, well we, we had a look and was like oh the cinema staff had not moved the XL unit over the uh, over the lens so we're like okay problem solved done sorted out anyway we went in just we moved it over but when we went in uh, put our 3D glasses on mm-hmm. uh, to go in and just make sure that everything was fine and it was still not playing in 3D, even though we'd moved the XL unit over. So 
like, okay, okay, uh, what's going on here now? Because uh, it should be, everything's set up fine. Anyway, my senior engineer came up, he plugged his laptop into the projector, he was che checking all of the configurations and the uh, everything, all of the settings, and it was all like, Mike, seriously, there's no way this shouldn't be playing in 3D. This absolutely should be playing in 3D. Um, and we're like, well, we're racking our brains, and the film was still on. And we're thinking, what the hell's going on? This film, there's no reason why this film, it was like, so like some god had said, no, we're not playing 3D today, yeah. tough. Anyway, all of a sudden, Mark was like looking away. He still had his 3D glasses on. Um, and I've got my glasses on, by the way, just <laughs> in case anyone doesn't know. And all of a sudden, I noticed that his 3D glasses didn't have any lenses in them. Nice <laughs> <laughs> one. Because we took the lenses out in order to shoot the light with the, with the, with the meter for, for ease, and we just grabbed a pair of 3D glasses, not realizing it was the ones without the lenses, and we're sticking it on thinking, it doesn't look 3D. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> So we both we both agreed, and I'm breaking that promise today. We both agreed we would never talk about it, <laughs> <laughs> but it was too good to miss. I was going to yeah. say I have a story from last week and similar. Uh, went to look at 3D on a new screen. I was sitting there. I was like, "Oh, that looks great. That looks great." One of our coworkers put on his glasses. He's like, "It's not 3D. It's not 3D." And he's been in this industry for 20 years. Mm -hmm. After about after the trailer just about over, he looks down. And he goes, "Ah, oh, I got my Ray Bans on." Uh, <laughs> well, you probably wouldn't have noticed the light level so crap on three D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I want to go on to I want to go on to maintenance and screens. Um, so we have uh, Cody. Just check your badge. <laughs> uh, we have Cody here from from Hartner Screens. Um, and I want to ask Cody, how, how, how do you clean a screen? How do you That's clean one? Can you oh. clean one? It is possible. Um, it's a delicate process, obviously, depending on the screen type and whether you're silver or uh, matte white or uh, gain white. Um, Harkness has instructions on our website on how to clean screens. It's still subjective on, um, I guess, how you do it, just because it's not always 100%. It's mm -hmm. very, I don't know if you've ever tried it before, but dust does not like to come off the static mm -hmm. that's on the screen. Mm -hmm. um, using what do you, the, uh, the brush, mm -hmm. you end up getting, I, I, I think personally you get more noticeable marks on the screen kind of like if you touch your TV you're gonna notice that that handprint it's the same thing with a screen you can you can rub it as much as you want um, you're gonna end up getting more streaks it's gonna be more distracting mm -hmm. uh, once you get to a matte white you know sometimes those are a little easier to clean just because there's less risk to damage but mm -hmm. silver screens are to me are are very risky, risky what are you effect. cleaning them with though like a brush or a yeah, so shake cloth on or our on our website Brillo pad. Our recommendation is a uh, soft, uh, right, like a chamois type brush, like a microfiber. Uh, microfiber, yeah, and, and and you just you take a long pull. So the taller your screen is, the harder it is to, to get from the bottom to the mm -hmm, top. Mm -hmm. You end up it's hard to see. You're getting up there twenty. 
but meters what's that how dirty does the screen have to get though i mean before it starts the performance is affected when it's black well yeah but you know i mean (laughs) again go to the risk of sounding like the old git here i've seen screens Uh, from the 80s still oh still running okay no but i mean the risk of sounding like an old git in the olden 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 days you know we changed screens because they were covered in nicotine yeah we don't get that anymore thank god yeah 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 you you can get you can get air conditioning issues um, right. particularly oh. if it's bringing in a lot of um, dust and things from outside Ye- years ago um, we used to have a, a brush that was uh, a very soft brush with like it was like a chimney sweep kind of brush <laughs> and we used to have them on these extension poles and we used to do, have an annual job of cleaning the screen and we just used to go up and down annual. up and down annual job yeah um, and we would go up and down a screen and it would just wipe off any excess dust. Yeah, and it never ever damaged the screen. Never. Um, and with digital and 3D screens, that kind of went away. Well, one, obviously, project, most projectionists left the business. And we don't have people that are going to go and do that because it, right. even though it's relatively straightforward to do, you don't just want anyone doing it. So we, um, we, we, it kind of fell out of, fell out of phase. It just didn't, didn't happen it anymore. Uh, and again, because of silver screens and how sensitive they were, I mean, and there was a lot of you know, issues with some early silver screens where the masking would rub them off and things like that. And <laughs> thankfully, that's all been fixed now, that's I think. That's funny. Um, and, and, it, and it did. Um, but I'm, just, I'm, I'm seeing screens now, particularly after COVID, lockdowns where cinemas have not been used for a long time and air conditionings might not have been on for a long time where cinemas have effectively just you know stood there um that there's a lot of dust on screens and i don't want to replace a whole screen if there's nothing wrong with it other than dust but if you can clean it then why would we not because i've i've spoken to some people and they've said that you know we do have microfiber cloth uh it's on this like tea bar and that's what you've always used no, we didn't no, use a microfiber cloth. We no. used a brush. Right. Uh, and I, I'm just trying to understand from... I think the key is being delicate. Mm-hmm. Again, you, you may it's a risk-reward. If, if you think you can, on a smaller screen, it's going to be a lot easier just mm-hmm. to get up there because mm-hmm. as you put less pressure on it or you're trying to push with that long pole, you know, what's the risk of scratching it or mm-hmm. you accidentally mm-hmm. that slides? It's possible. What but about we, wine gums? Oh, yeah. yeah wine gums. Get rid of wine gums. And they get stuck to the screen. <laughs> Once you get a, 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 a stick, like a gummy bear, yeah. or, you know, or a pipe soda, coke. A, yeah, yeah. a soda on screen, it's, <laughs> if you don't clean it off right away with some water, it's yeah. almost impossible. Bits of paper. As soon okay, as you okay, start okay. rubbing it, you, then you mm. now have a, a nice yeah. Yeah. dull area that is different from the rest of the screen. What, what Kevin's doing right now is giving you an insight into, into how, the, how British children yeah. <laughs> spend their time at the cinema, which is love their Coke sweets and yeah, at the screen. rubbish at the yeah. screen. Yeah, but only down south. Yeah, well, we, actually, and in we, Birmingham. Yeah, we have, we have a we have a really good screen cleaning technique. I call it tabs. <laughs> Keeps our screens much cleaner. It does, but yeah. I mean, people can still you know throw sting things at the screen course, when the yeah. tabs are yeah, up. And, that's what um, but it is that dust element, though, that I'm trying to focus on because I, that's going to cause a lot of problems when it comes to 3D. 
um, right. and yeah. because it's going to just lose its polarity because of the sheer amount of dust on it. Um, oh, right. So how how can that be dealt with? Come on, Cody. <laughs> Come on, Cody. Come on, I'm looking at you. <laughs> no pressure. You're not commercial. Well, I mean, some of the you should say just call Arknes and buy a new one. I'm gonna one. say yeah. some, yeah. Of the, some of the, <laughs> the technology that's been out there for if your screen's ten years old, you know, some of our new technology is gonna be a little bit different if you go mm -hmm. Claris or if you want high gain. So mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that's. The best solution is upgrade your screen. screen. Mm. Right. Um, Especially now they're free. You know, between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially they're giving one away with every NEC projector. <laughs> <laughs> Could you repeat? You know, under normal, normal operations, you know, every NEC five, five to seven <laughs> years, you know, you start getting that buildup of dust, and that's kind of about the lifespan of a screen. You know, we're always developing new screens, so. In five to seven years, we might have new technology that, you know, helps work with laser projectors and speckle, and so that's kind of, you know, stay with the times on the projectors. You stay with the times on your screens. So, so I hear about screens losing their gain and losing their polarity. Ooh. Is this is this, is that thing? bullshit? Or is, yeah. is this just marketeers telling us that it's going to lose its gain, it's going to lose its polarity, so you need to buy more screens? Cha-ching. <laughs> or, or is this a real thing? Or, or what? What's the... Um... I have never seen a screen lose gain as far as accurately measured, you know, from its, when it's new to five years down the road. Really? Okay. I mean, okay. I've measured screens in the I'm field. Note and that down. As far as I've, I've measured screens in the field, and you kind of knowing what they are at the beginning mm -hmm. is kind of what is not is not always mm. so. Try having records that go back. And when when you create a gain on a screen, mm -hmm. sorry, I'm just sabotaging the whole podcast That's now for my own in my own amusement. <laughs> yeah. um, but when you create a screen gain, mm -hmm. uh, the paint obviously, uh, it says it's a 1.7 or a 1.8 or a mm -hmm. two or whatever number it is. How much of a tolerance do you accept? Uh, because it's not an exact science, because we're dealing with paint. So how much of a tolerance is it? Is, is a two a two, or could it be, is it acceptable to be a 1.9 or a 2.10? Um, uh, he's squirming in his seat yeah. now. Yeah. How accurate are He wasn't bargaining on this level of grilling. So for, me, for me, having a minimum of, of gain is what you're expecting, because mm -hmm. You can always go down with your light a little bit, yeah. Um, but um, if you're below, hey, if you want a two and you get a one point five, that's definitely an issue. You're losing yeah, yeah, twenty five percent. Yeah, but do you have an acceptable tolerance? Is what I'm trying to understand. We do. Yeah. But you're not allowed to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to understand, you know, how it's measured and how it's. Uh, Here's another absolutely. question. I was always taught, not that I you know, do it now, but. Um, that we should open the masking at night. Yes, I was taught that yeah, as well. So that the screen will age and discolor at the same rate. At the same rate. Than leaving the masking closed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Does that sound like a sort of some weird urban myth or thing <laughs> that you should actually? I'm getting do? thumbs up from some of our yeah. elves. Um, I guess if you leave the lights on overnight, and it. We better not do. Ages the screen. That's no, no, like, but it's not just that. It's like the dust we were talking about. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. more dust if you leave it on 185 all the mm -hmm. time than if it, you open it up to scope. 
I don't know. As, I'm just assuming you have there as scope thing. as your widest. Whatever, yeah. Ah, I've never yeah, heard of that. That assumes you're doing it properly, of course. It does sound like a bit of a... It depends. If you have your air conditioner behind the screen, yeah. sucking everything, it's going to yeah. suck everything through the whole thing. Anyway. Mm. It's quite common to have the air coming in at the bottom of the screen as well, coming up. That's probably not it. Yeah, the old cleanups mm. used to be behind, didn't they? And they mm. would suck all manner of crap onto the screen. Mm. Yeah. That and using a leaf blower to clean the popcorn. Oh, do they, people do that? <laughs> no. I've seen that. Wow. Mm. It's crazy. Oh, that sounds like mm. great fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a lot faster just to push it all. Right all, on the screen. All onto the screen. Yeah. Right. Why not? Witness that. Popcorn vision. Yeah. So, general maintenance as well. Um, do we think we... This is an open question to everyone. Uh, but do we think there is a problem, a lack of, um, no problem uh, when it comes to projection, sound, maintenance in the world at the moment? Is it all hunky-dory and wonderful, or are there any concerns that we might have? Mm, sound? 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 No, everything. sound, projection, everything. Because obviously, despite some popular opinion, um, the equipment needs to be maintained, Correct. whether that's, you know, however, however regular you want to maintain it you know it does need to have some form of preventative maintenance just purely from a cleanliness perspective at the absolute least uh, but do we have any concerns worries about that as an industry um, any any thoughts I don't know I mean I don't go around when I go around to other people's cinemas I suppose there are ones that aren't necessarily as well calibrated or maintained as they should be mm-hmm um, so that would indicate there might be a problem. But we've always been trying to, as an industry, haven't we, for mm, years and mm, years and mm. years, I mean, even in the film days, trying to get some kind of minimum standard that everybody mm. adheres to. And it's, 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 it's like herding cats. It's next to impossible. Because, you know, presumably people don't want to spend money or they don't want to, you know, what is it? I don't know. Well, there's two things, isn't there? There's one, keeping the standards, like yeah. light levels and yeah. sound pressure levels and mm-hmm. things like that right, but there's also, as I say, general cleanliness and yeah. so, so that the equipment not just performs but performs well mm-hmm. uh, and keeps on screen rather than breaking down. But have we not sacked all the projectionists? This is not part of the problem. Well, you know? yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but it, that's happened, that happened, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, so maybe Easily. we need some way, you know, it's rather, I'm very impressed by the um, test film, you know, the CTC test film? Mm-hmm. That's really useful, mm. I think, that I can actually get my staff to look at that, and it will immediately tell them. If that's the event problems. cinema one, though, isn't it? Uh, is it event yes. cinema? It's yeah. not CTC, sorry. Yeah. No, so it's, it's, it's CTC. It's CTC, but it's for events. Yes, cinema. but it's it would actually it. equally apply to anything. You mm-hmm. sit in the auditorium, and it, it, are all my channels a lot of working correctly? Yeah. You know, am I getting left, center, right, da, 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 all that stuff? No, no, and I think I think it's a good tool. Mm. I think, sorry to yeah. say something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right, this is a great tool, but... The, the CTC and all these tools should be a little bit more uh, pushy, to, to, I mean, pushy to be a little bit more international. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. be clear. I'm French, live in Spain, work for the Japanese company, all right? 
So, I'm sorry, it's a crazy situation, I know. <laughs> By the way, it's the third bottle of alcohol we just Yeah, oh, uh, this is merely the beginning. Yeah. And, it's just um, half of the course, isn't it? <laughs> so, the, um, all these tools are great, but in some country you have the organization, you have the association who push that, and, and, and the exhibitors, you guys, you know how to use this, etc., etc. But in some other country, it's not the case. I mean, I know in France that we have the CST, who is more or less a uh, very uh, uh, Commission Supérieure Technique uh, du Cinéma, etc., etc. So this works great, etc. But in Spain, we don't have much. Right. In Germany, we don't have much. In Greece, we don't have much, etc. Et <laughs> yeah. So uh, we should maybe uh, be be a little bit more, uh, or, or give more information in some of the country. Uh, where they maybe don't know which kind of tool you guys in US or in the UK or etc. already have used and it's perfectly and it's it's oh. worked well. But in some other country we don't have this. But how do we facilitate that then? How do we get that out? Communication, there? more communication, yeah. more. Um, I mean, uh, maybe you will not appreciate because we do everything right now in English. But mm. w one of the uh, weak point that we have is. Don't forget that a lot of French people just speak French. Mm -hmm. of course. Don't forget yeah. that a lot of Spanish people just speak Spanish, etc., etc., etc. You guys, you have, you're <laughs> lucky. <laughs> but, uh, okay. It's we true. Want to speak. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Uh, I but know. I mean, it's a chance, and unfortunately, it's not. A, so, but I know that because we are in the industry, I know that we have the tool. The problem is to say to other country that we have the tool and they can use this tool and this tool are work perfectly etc but maybe they just miss well, maybe we need to partner mm. with unique or something to try and get yeah. get them out there I mean, it's well what it's unique but it's also the the, the individual country Correct. cinema associations Correct. as well yeah. but that's the umbrella organization isn't it, it? it is but again you know going to those directly um yeah it's probably likely to happen more mm. um but i mean really i mean surely Everybody in France speaks English. Yeah. <gasps> I mean, surely, surely, ha, surely, ha, surely, ha, it's just—it's just a big secret. Oh it's my just goodness! A big secret. I'm going to go there and say that you're being quite, <laughs> you. quite ignorant. I'm obviously joking. Just to f***, we'll follow in Spanish. See. More simplified tools like that would help the situation considerably. I yeah. Think. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, and maybe we've not addressed that as an industry enough yeah. to sort of not. I, I don't mean dumb down necessarily, but make make the um, you know make it accessible so that the duty manager or whatever <laughs> can sit there and listen and go, oh, that's not right. I am mm. a huge fan of dumbing down, and yeah. I will use that term oh, because okay. when I started my projection team in London, I brought in people on, not necessarily people who had experience, because that's not why I would want to employ people. I want people that are going to be part of a team. I want people that work hard. I don't care if you've had any projection experience before. We'll teach you that. But one of the... So, obviously, people learn in different ways. There was one guy who would learn just by watching, and you could show him how it all worked. But then there was another guy, and a, a, a woman as well, which was lovely. Right. Um, and for them they needed like an idiot's guide to yeah. and we made it so simple we put it in text and it was a this is stage one stage two stage three it's a manual 
And so I think that you're absolutely right in terms mm. of making it accessible. Mm. But And I don't think that dumbing down is a negative term. No. I think okay. it's, especially when we're starting off at zero. Yeah. And make it inclusive and make everybody feel part, they're yeah. part of the... The so, community. Yeah, yeah. You know, so this, when this the, shared experience. Yeah, so when yeah. the, I don't know, what, what do we call ushers, usherettes, what do we call them now? I don't know. Team members. Team members, thank you. When they're in the auditorium, perhaps, and they go, oh, actually, now I know that that doesn't sound right, and I can alert somebody to it. And I think that people want to know. I think people want to... I think people um, mm. are thrilled when they can identify a problem yeah, and absolutely. say, oh, hey, duty manager, yeah. there's something off in this screen and we need to mm. sort it out. And they'll feel, you know, if they're anything like me, probably not, uh, if they're anything like me... There's no one like you, Tony. <laughs> they'll, they'll sense, you know, they'll have a sense of triumph and... and you know, betterment, and I just think that that's good for everyone's yeah. everyone's mental and health, and it's pride good for as well. In yeah, what you're doing. exactly, and it, it, you know, it means that the cinema is an, a one organism as opposed mm. to separate silos. So the event cinema um, DCP that was created for yeah. event cinema setup um, should there not be a cinema setup yeah, CTC one that I, I covers agree. off? All manner of different aspect ratios, yeah. as well. You know, because it's not just flat and scope. There's two to one. There's two point two to one. You know, uh, Tenet and Dunkirk was two point two to one. Yeah, but you're getting into quite the weeds there a bit, aren't you? I mean, on a day to day basis, you know, you don't get you only get a tenant once every. I, I, yeah, but you need to still have your projector set up for it. You do for one day in the future when Christopher Nolan decides to do another one, or when somebody but, else comes out with another rogue ratio, as we call them. Um, yeah. You know, Jurassic World three out, <coughs> out at yes. the moment two point two to one. You know, you need to have all of the projector setups done so that you can just go. Oh, I don't need to worry about any. I just press this button and it fills up the screen, and I don't get the pillar boxing and letter boxing. I get it all filled up, and it's all nice and yeah. presented well. Um, but, but a really simple one on a, for a, for a sort of weekly. Your job on a Friday morning or whatever is to go in each of the screens and run this two-minute thing just to make sure that everything's okay. I think that would that would that would actually be a really positive thing. Mm. I've definitely said this before, but that's exactly yeah. what I used to do. Yeah. Oh but, well, I do. But then, but, you know. <laughs> but then, I think you've got the the next struggle of, especially uh, multiplexes, perhaps not having enough um, hours to spend in their budget. Right. So unfortunately. That takes a little bit of a backseat because, as we alluded to earlier, a lot of people won't notice the problem, but they will notice if your popcorn warmer's not working. Right. So it's how you balance your your finances essentially, and, and unfortunately, if something's a minor issue at this point and no one's going to notice it, or maybe one person out of three hundred notices it, that's going to go on the back burner because we want those hot dogs to be sold for eight pound. But you're going to sell more hot dogs if you're technical. No, because no one will notice. So, well, I don't know. That's so depressing. I know it is, but you know, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I know it is, but it's business. Mm. It's business. I think, I think people do notice when it's particularly poor. Okay, so it has to get past a certain point. No, no, I'm certainly not advocating. No, that. no, I know you're not, but I'm just saying that in in general terms, the, mm. the, the downward curve, there must be a point at which, you know, I mean, I, I, look, I own and run cinemas, and mm. they they get a bit worn out, yeah. and it's really really easy not to notice that they're worn out until mm. you notice they're worn out mm -hmm. and that's sort of uh, and that by that point it's too late yeah you know, how thinking, i feel about my personal life right 
just yeah. ignore the pains, yeah, just ignore just them, ignore the tiredness, right. and then you get to a point where you're like, oh, I can't function. Yeah. <laughs> say, what, what do you do about Avatar then coming out? That's going to mm. be an, oh, let's not go there. Unknown, uh, <laughs> unknown 3D format. Well, it's not an unknown 3D format, but I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody's checking it out. Everybody's going out. The big messages from everyone, including myself, is to get out there, check it, make sure it's good. If it isn't good, remedy it. Um, however, you need to remedy it. Um, but as I was saying to Tony off mic earlier on, you know, the whole world at the moment is suffering from a lack of resource. The whole world is suffering from a lack of skill set. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're still in this recovery mode as a, as a world, never mind as individual businesses. Um, and there has to be a certain expectation of tolerance while we get back to where we need to be. Um, I think what we just need to make sure we're committing to is that we get back there at some point. Um, and it's going to be quicker for some and less quick for others. Yeah. You know, just, just everybody flying over here has all had delays, yeah, problems with terrible. baggage. Yeah. <laughs> Tony particularly. Um, Tony baggage. <laughs> <laughs> There's an element you of know, truth but, yeah. but this, these are things that are becoming much more prevalent, much more prevalent now because there's just you know everybody's new in the businesses that they're in, and um, it's it's hard to be angry with the situation when you know, or at an individual when you know it's it's not their fault. It is a wider issue, um, yeah. but yes, yeah, certainly, you know, maybe this is where we all set ourselves up as freelancers and offer our services because yeah. we're needed yeah. 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 now Kevin yes. I um, you might come as a surprise but I do follow you on Twitter uh oh what and have I, I said do, now I'm always saying something wrong I do um, I am one of your Facebook friends thank you yes that's right. um, and I hear you constantly complaining about KDMs the devil's work <laughs> I yes. believe you said that there is a special place in hell. Yeah, I've said far worse than that that we can't for possibly the person, say on this. <laughs> for the person who invented KDMs? <laughs> they're a nightmare. Well, we mm -hmm. can have an argument here because I think they're a necessary evil. Well, they may a be necessary, necessary evil. Yes, absolutely. Why are they necessary? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. Yeah. Well done. Why are they, Why are they necessary? necessary? Um, Please enlighten us. Because when you have a screening that's pre-release, so say you do a special, say we have a press show or uh, whatever show in... I don't know, uh, let's say Croatia, yeah. for instance, um, and the film hasn't yet been released elsewhere, then that KDM means that I have some level of control over when they can see it, where they can see it, and for how long. So for me, I if the film's an hour and a half long, they can have three hours, which gives them... They can have a test KDM, like when they're doing the test in the morning, but for the actual show... They have a three-hour KDM, and that allows them enough time to do a quick spot check. It allows time for the scheduled time, but also allows for some overrun. That amount of time for the KDM allowed will differ depending on the duration of the film. But it means that they can't just play the film willy-nilly, wherever they want, for however long they want. It is set to this time, which makes it <coughs> more secure, um, and it gives me and also my employers, I would say so, uh, some peace of mind that it, the film's just not out there before release date. For but the what's going to happen to it, though? Well, it could be shown to people that shouldn't be able to see it. And if the, especially if there's a press embargo or whatnot, then 
if, if someone can see it and they've not signed that press embargo, then we get reviews that are out early and, you and know. that actually happens? Yeah. But it can. I mean, it doesn't it, to me because no, I no, control no, no, it right. with the KDM. Yeah, but the, re- <laughs> the, re- the reviews coming out early mm-hmm. is probably from someone who watched it at a press screening well, with a KDM I, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the KDM. Do you mean for like gonna, general release? Yeah, I mean for general release. Yeah. What I'm trying to understand is why um, do distributors feel that that level of control is necessary and is there any evidence to state that it is a continuing necessity i i would say obviously i'm not a distributor anymore Mm. um but when i was in distribution i think it would be a question best posed to sales teams well i think that's what it is because your kdm will expire the day that you your agreement has come to an end with the distributor, so then you have to renew that, and mm. therefore yeah. you're paying them more royalties. That's what it's about, ultimately. <coughs> it's not about security, it's about... It's about money. It's about money, yeah. Mm. And um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to... I won't pretend that I might, you know, in the old film days, I might have kept a film going weekends, and if they asked me, I'd stump up, but if they didn't... <laughs> Notice really? Then, yeah. That astounds <laughs> me. Genuinely, that that astounds me. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't deny it, but you know. So I guess they have a point ultimately. Well, maybe, but, maybe I'm too naive. Yeah. But I also think that this would be a this wouldn't even be a conversation if no. 35 mil hadn't existed because 35 no, mil. Nothing. Really you know when you want. Yeah. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Mm. But uh, I don't. I mean, I understand the need to. Control it in that regard that you don't have exhibitors like me running it whenever I like. But let's get it right. Let's send me the right version. So, so yeah. why, send me the right this. I hear you the, complain oh. about KDMs quite a lot. Is, yeah. is this something the distributors doing wrong or something you're doing wrong? No, it's the distributors because what they'll do is they'll send the key for the wrong version a lot of the time. Especially uh, like in Birmingham, we're running a lot of old stuff, and there is. You know this version of Terminator Two and that version of Terminator Two, and and it's like just send me the right damn key, and um, or they don't just do, or they just don't turn up, and you have to chase them. Can I have a key, please? Oh, sorry, I'll do that now. I Would mean, you... I, I could go into the inner workings yeah. as to why you have so many mm. issues because I've been that person that had to create them for sites. Yeah. And... But all different versions, and you know, yeah. yeah. So now I've learned, you know, how to look at that date, yeah. the date stamp, which is the which yes. is backwards. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and backwards and or American. It's yeah, American, both things. Which is backwards American <laughs> dates. <laughs> just right. Sorry, what's your name again? Cody. Yeah, just Cody. This is for you. This is for you, Cody. Everyone look at Cody. Right. You know, to chase KDMs is a tedious, it is. tedious. It thing. is. Basically, the KDM is a. F- it is. It absolutely is. To resume the situation. I hate, I, I, I hate them with a passion because. You know, and there's nothing you can do. You know, if it's not going to open, it won't open. Mm. But to be fair to everybody in the chain, we haven't lost a show because of a KDM because they do ultimately pull their finger out. Yeah. And the other thing, but but it is frustrating when you call the KDM supplier and they say, well, we'll, we'll need we to need contact approval. Them. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, Come on. What kind of yeah? You know, what kind of fraud would that be if I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm desperate here. I've got an hour to go and I've got no KDM. Why would I lie? Why would I do that? Yeah, that's ridiculous. No, I do get it. And and as I say, like I used to be the person that used to make those KDMs, and I spent many a Thursday evening at 10 p.m. with panicked 
independent. Yeah. It's usually independent it's exhibitors. It's yes, uh, Independent enough. exhibitors. Independent. And yeah. uh, and I would be sorting those situations out whilst I'm trying to have a beer at a quiz night. <laughs> <laughs> but they are. They are. I don't know. I mean, I sort of understand why they exist, but I think there must be a better way of or not a better way but there must be a way that we don't get the wrong ones or we get the right ones or we get them you know i shouldn't have to be you know chasing them all the time i mean at least some weeks we have to chase two or three but i would say in a month i probably have to chase four or five kdms and it's just tedious as my mum used to say a little bird told me yeah um that the kdms for some high-profile security films, yes, uh, might actually be coming out later. Um, is that something we've experienced so far? Uh, I, I haven't particularly. I mean, most distributors will open it 24 hours before the start date, which is okay by me, yeah. ultimately. But I've heard that sometimes the KDMs might not be opening and, and potentially even delivered until Friday. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly. I've not had that myself. but So, again, going back to my old role, they were able to be active 24 hours beforehand, but we'd always make sure that they were delivered by Wednesday. Mm. So right. you'd have at least two days to check yeah. whether you had them or not. Well, that's that's the key, because yeah. if yeah. you're not getting the KDM till Friday, then the, oh, yeah. the cinemas, the cinemas need no to be choice. communicated, yeah. because there's going to be a lot of unnecessary chasing. I would say the yeah. worst ones of all time, there were two or three. The Bond sticks in my mind. Uh, the one before, what was it? Um, Spectre. Spectre. Where we had midnight screenings, oh. and the KDM opened at midnight oh one, and it's just you were literally uh, pressed, you know. The, please work, please work, please work, please work, please work, please work. Please work, please work, please work. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, they did, but yeah. I didn't know that was not an experience I enjoyed at all. Not knowing whether the film was going to actually play. I mean, I know you know the day me went green or the whatever. You know, it was fine, but. You know, you want to see it with your own eyeballs, don't you, first? Yeah, yeah. but given how poor you clearly were as a 35mm projectionist, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, surely that experience is quite common, not knowing whether it's going to play or well, not. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, again, I grew up running Sunday one-day prints. I mean, you, just to get to the end was a miracle. Honestly, for some of them. But, no, look, I understand both sides of the argument, but it doesn't need to be such uphill all the time. Mm. You know, it really doesn't. Mm. And you know, and I'm so easygoing. I'm just kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, shouldn't have laughed quite so heartily. Okay, so energy, no link whatsoever. <laughs> um, just now decided we want to talk about energy. You know, to cut time. Um, there's a lot of woes in the world. Um, one of the byproducts of those woes in the world is that energy prices are going through the roof. Well, it's not yes. a um, you know, it's not a, a small topic. Um, well, just to, how do we? Well, just to give you a background on this ever so slightly, just to give you a real world example, we buy our electricity, we negotiate in advance, and we have um, contracts. Mm -hmm. And uh, for my cinema in Upfield. We are currently paying uh, about £26,000 a year on our contract mm -hmm. for electricity. Mm -hmm. And the best offer that I've, that I've had from my um, uh, broker is two-year deal at £67,000 a year. Wow. Right, so this is what wow. we're talking about here. We're talking That's about serious. 
absolutely serious. Yeah. And all of this is going to get passed on down yeah. to the consumer at some point. Which I'm assuming, yeah. assuming you do budget, that you've yeah. not budgeted for. No, of course not. I mean, you can't budget for an increase like that. Well, exactly. No, what is that? Like 300 percent Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like £38,000 a year more or something. It's like, it's ridiculous. And are we, are we expecting this to go worse, better, plateau? We don't know. We don't know. We the don't know, but better soon? No. No, that's this right. Clear. Yeah. Mm. Better? Maybe? Soon? No. This yeah. is clear. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So because what are the... if tomorrow this war start or whatever, we will need mm -hmm. many months or even years to recover. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do we mitigate that in some way? How do we reduce our energy? Um, New equipment, I guess, to some degree. Better, better, more energy efficient equipment. Equipment, you know, what, hoovers? Yeah, no, no, oh, well, yeah. projection equipment, sound amps. Well, we've had this discussion offline about how actually buying new amps can save you. You've done, you, you've done the maths on this, I know you have. Yeah, we have. That, that replacing your amplifiers mm -hmm. will save, what you save will pay for them in, in next to no time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. depending on the amps you buy, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but yes, you know, there, there are definitely amps out there. Uh, well, they were out there, I don't think yeah. they're out there anymore. Oh right! Uh, yeah. But they, they were, they were out there um, that can help you reduce your energy footprint pretty big. Um, but there are other things as well. I mean, we've noticed, you know, if you're going from things like the older SDI cable type um, oh, servers right. to new IMSs, okay, or yeah, that makes sense. Then, yeah. then obviously they're a lot smaller. They use a lot less power than what the bigger servers do. Mm. Um, they're not a massive amount. They didn't use a massive amount of electricity in the first place, but obviously any percentage um, saving is, is better. But generally, it's like it's a little bit like changing your old washing machine that was energy efficient F to energy efficient A, and right. you know you're gonna you're gonna um, save money that way, aren't you? But what about I mean, Alan? What about projectors? I mean, are we uh, being agnostic on projectors? Obviously, we hear a lot about laser projectors and how they use much less electricity than others um, than than others than xenon-based projectors. Uh, what are the approximate savings on them as a not as money but as a percentage? I will give you one example. I mean, uh, you, I suppose you remember a few months ago we were to Bruxelles to Unique seminar, mm -hmm. and you were in the meeting, in fact, mm -hmm. okay, where uh, uh, one of the uh, leading company in, in Europe, I will not say the name, but they will recognize them, uh, make a very interesting uh, test because they were. Um, we were testing what they spend for do, doing us in, in the site of 10 screen during the years. And after they move everything from xenon to laser, okay? Uh, oh, by the way, it was not all projectors, so it's totally agnostic, all right? But more, uh, the, the, the result will be exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter the brown and doesn't matter the, the technology. And uh, so this gentleman was saying that the, uh, the average of, uh, of saving it's 30%. Wow. And this is not bullshit, this is the reality. Wow. Sorry, what was that percentage? 30%. 30%? On, on a laser machine? On a laser machine for right. a 10 side, right? Okay. In average. Right. So, uh, because it's not the same if you have a big projector, that's more projector, etc. Et 
But so yes, it's a lot of money. And when you uh, just before say uh, I will pay, uh, my bill was a uh, fifteen thousand, and I will pay sixty thousand or something like this. Yeah, it's it's, it's very important. significant. But, yeah. but, yeah. but significant. I mean the the laser projector. It's not only what you need to change. Of course, I mean. Uh, if you have a multiplex with 10, 10 screens, you need to change the air conditioner, mm. you need to change the mm. lights, you need to change the automation system, you need to change a lot of things. I mean, the projectors, it's important, of course. It's mm -hmm. one of the most important if you want to talk technical in the booth, but it's not, okay? <coughs> we can't also talk about, about the screen. I mean, for many, many years, we say that if you increase the gain of your screen, you need to you can select a smaller projector because you need less light. Okay, so but maybe this is more for or hardness people. Or you could turn the existing projection you have down, correct? Which obviously uses less power, potentially elongates light. Cody's dying to get in here. I was just going to say, read your name, read your name, Cody. Personally, I'm going to have to sell my 6.2 liter truck. You know, but American problem. Yeah, 6.2 liter. Yes, he's like. 50 cents gas, don't you, over there? I don't know. Uh, it's going up. It's going up. <laughs> um, but yes, with, with screens, if, if even with xenon or laser, if you can reduce your, your power to start, you're, you're going to last longer. So if you, instead of being at 60% with a new projector, you can come down to 30%. So if you go from 1.4 to 1.8 gain with, with minimal impact on the screen. So what you're saying is you reduce your power, and it allows you to last longer. You optimize your projector, your screen, for your cinema. Cool. And your electricity so, bill is cheaper. So you're saying if your equipment's old, it's not going to last as long. <laughs> Just so everyone uh, who cannot see this, Kevin's gone a shade of beetroot. He's crying, there's tears, uh, because he's made an innuendo out of nothing. Sorry. He is a Bond fan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Fleming's got a lot to answer for. <laughs> yes, well, you know, as a, as a man approaching 60, I concur. <laughs> but but the, those numbers are quite stark, though, aren't they? No, no, I mean, we laugh, but uh, yeah. as a private people, and I live in Spain, as I told you before, I mean, my electricity bill moved in less of six months from, I was paying, I don't remember exactly, but let's say 100 euro per month, and now I pay 300. Mm. Mm. I'm talking from my house, mm -hmm. right, in mm -hmm. Spain. The only thing who doesn't change too much in Spain, that's the water, who is, by the way, a little bit rare because we don't have much water here, mm. and, and the bill is more or less the same. But the gas and the electricity, and, the, and mainly the electricity, it's extremely more expensive. Yeah. So if me has a private people, I pay that. I can imagine that you guys has exhibitors mm especially the big one you it I mean uh, we laugh right now because we drink a lot but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's not so it's not so so funny because it's mean that if you pay attention about the fact that you to to save money to uh, to change your electricity to change your old legs uh, xenon projector for a brand new uh, laser projectors to uh, to clean your screen or, brown or, or buy a brand new screen with a high gain, etc., etc., etc. It means that at the end of the month, you will save millions of euros. I'm mm. talking about yeah. big, big, yeah. big exhibitors. Yeah, mm. you, guys. you might you have big exhibitors. Yeah. I don't know how much you will pay in electricity per month, but it's millions. Mm. So Absolutely. if you 
if a guys arrive and say, oh, you, you can maybe save even 5%, it's a lot of money. Mm. So, well, exactly. And, and, and we know it's not 5 it's 25 30% or even more. No, so exactly. In percentage terms, in percentage terms, you know, 5, 10, 15, 30% mm. now is a hell of a lot but, of cash to say. But <laughs> you also then have to say, well, maybe the bigger exhibitors can afford to do that. But what about the independent people that don't have the money to cough up to, to buy all of that new equipment mm. to reap the benefit? And how long is it going to take them to reap the benefit? of the energy savings well, I when think at the current levels it won't take long at all exactly no. that's a problem yeah. I mean yeah. the DC if you look what you pay in electricity today doesn't matter uh, which projector you will buy mm. in less than two or three years it's written yeah so, I mean uh, the, the, yeah and on the top of that don't forget that sooner or later we especially in Europe with the European community you will be forced yes or yes to go to the green or, mm. or mm. you say green or you say yeah, public, yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sustainable. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> English is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so it will be much more sustainable. So we know that, and this was also during uh, Bruxelles, uh, we talked with the uh, European com community, etc. They will fast us soon and they will help us mm. with some uh, subvention or whatever to go to a, to a green uh, component and, and green extraterrestrial uh, to save money. Mm. I can only hope that the UK follow suit. Well, I can't imagine the... I'm uh, sorry, you vote yeah, on Brexit, so this yeah. is your fault. Uh, <laughs> no, le no. Less of that you. Yeah, less yeah, of that you. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine the uh, dark, dangerous UK is going to be helping out anytime no. soon. To be I think no. we are all on the same boat, and it's something that uh, personally we should take care. Mm -hmm. As a company, we should even more take care, and sooner or later we will be forced to do it. It's good for us. It's cheaper for us yeah. as a private people, as a company mm -hmm. people, and it'll probably and it's good for the uh, for the rest. And it'll probably cost less to start now. Yeah. Yeah, and also we're cut. I mean, the VPFs are over now, aren't they? Now, now is the time to be looking at. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I mean, people are going to have to think about refreshing their kit before mm. long, aren't they? Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know I think everybody's in that mindset now. Yeah. Um, and there are ways. I mean, there are there are integrators out there that have you know ways of doing it that aren't too difficult. I would suggest. Yeah. Going back to Tony's point about you know it's different for the smaller guys compared to the bigger guys I mean I think that depends on who the smaller guys and the bigger guys are mm. because it's all scalable yeah, I, mean? But are you, all I mean so so from an Odeon point of view are you now going to think I'm going to roll out all laser across the entire estate is that how it works there ain't there ain't much choice no anymore you no. kind of have to go to laser no, now unless you go what I mean is there must be kit out there that you could get more life out of oh yeah yeah, and we, we will. And you will do that rather yeah. than rather than change. Yeah, we're not yeah. we're not you know, nobody is gonna throw away perfectly good working equipment. Um but it when saves you, you money. I don't know. I mean I'm 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 honestly I think I don't it, know. That, that's why I say it's scalable because yeah. if you're looking at a really large screen yeah. that might be a very, very you know you know, you're talking what, seventeen, eighteen meter wide screen right. that might have a very large energy hungry projector with a very large lamp that's equally as hungry then you've got to think about how much that's costing you compared to what it would if it was a laser yeah but, but if I mean, you've got a very small screen that's quite okay. 
that, that it doesn't cost you a whole lot of money to in the, right. in the first okay. place, right. yeah. then that return on investment is probably a lot less than less. it is of a very big screen. Yeah. So that's why I say it's scalable. So in those terms, you should be looking to replace the, the big ass one because that's costing you a lot to run. You, yes. yes. However, obviously, because it's bigger, it's more expensive. So yeah. it's it's a yeah, but it's, it's a balance. Saving, yeah, yeah. It's a balance. But I mean, on those proportions I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. those cost savings are more than significant, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they are. You know, yeah, they, they really are. are. You know, if I say thirty percent on that increase, yeah. for instance, that's that's tens of thousands of pounds a year, mm -hmm. which is you know pays for a projection on my tiny screens in. Two or three years, it's nothing, yeah. is it? Yeah. Would, would yeah. you say? Would you say then that the recent energy hike situation has made it actually more sensible and uh, appealing to invest in more equipment? Whereas I, before I you might have just yeah gone okay, gone well, oh we can deal yeah, with this, we can deal with right, this, but yeah, now it's actually a real yeah, big no, problem. Absolutely, yeah. So if everybody listening to this says, "Hey, that's a good idea," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we think of it? Yeah. Does that mean that they can go out there and buy a projector oh, and well just get the, it tomorrow? No, that's the other question, isn't it? The supply of equipment is a little difficult at the moment. So across so the board, I'm talking here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so going on to equipment shortages, mm. um, we mentioned this a little bit at the UKCA conference mm. when we did when we were on stage there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, is that getting worse? Is it getting better in your experiences? Um, I think you probably, should, should, yeah. should I talk? Yeah, 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 yeah Please talk. Um, we're not getting better soon. Uh, we need time. Doesn't matter, Brown. I think we all have the uh, the same situation. On the top of that. <coughs> we should not forget the problem that we have in Shanghai area, where all the because all the brand today they don't have trouble of manufacturing. We have trouble of logistic. Mm. I mean, <coughs> all the, uh, the the south of China is blocked. You have uh, um, you have um, hundred and hundred thousand of boats who are totally blocked in this yeah. area for mm. everything. Uh, we've. Uh, is, is that still the case? It's still the case, and and we perfectly know that if even tomorrow it stop, uh, the Shanghai area area will need at least six months to come back to the normality. Mm -hmm. wow. It's like if either tomorrow we stop the war uh, or Russians stop the war with Ukraine, they will need uh, many months or many years to come back to the normality. Mm. So it's 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 a sad situation, but but that's the reality. So uh, it will not get better uh, very quickly uh, it will be uh, or it will be stable or it will be worse I'm sorry to uh, to say that so what is extremely important and doesn't matter if we are talking about projectors or or share or server or whatever I mean the exhibitors need to uh, to stop to thinking that oh it's Monday I will order tomorrow and after tomorrow I will receive the goods. Mm. These guys, it's over. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, we, it's we we don't have anymore the. Uh, I know that we all love uh, tech or phone or tablet or whatever order on Amazon and you receive the goods next day. Uh -huh. We are all like this. Even me, I'm as a private, but this is over. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's we. 
the exhibitor need to come back as uh, we read before talking mm -hmm. about the 35 mm -hmm. millimeters when long time ago on the 35 millimeter you want the projectors you called the uh, two big brand at that time that was a uh, kinoton and cinemechanica okay in europe or strong or, or christie in us mm -hmm. and you order six months before your projectors mm -hmm. and it was not a problem and unfortunately now we're in this situation so us has sharp and easy. Yeah. Uh, I will make some advertising. It's free of charge today. Great. Thank you very much. So <laughs> <coughs> we are a little bit lucky for the moment, but we don't know if we will be lucky for s six months more, one more, one more, one more, uh, one more years or whatever. I mean, so basically the situation is difficult. It's not critical, but it's difficult. And the exhibitor need to forecast, plan, and be clearly say, all right, I need something, I cannot <coughs> wait the last month. And especially now, regarding the 3D, for example, for Avatar. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was in Cannes a few, uh, few days ago, Cannes Festival, talk with people and, and they say, oh, well, I, I will wait after Cannes to uh, forder my 3D system. I say, it's already too late. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You, should order, you should order this uh, mm. three months ago. What, what mm. you do? Mm. I mean, it's, 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 you, you wait the last moment? Yeah. And you perfectly know that you have this movie who will be released in December, if my memory is good, and you and, and you wait just to can. But when everybody since in mm. the industry doesn't matter the supplier, tell you you need to think about you need to 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 forecast. It's extremely important. That's right. So maybe I will not make a lot of friends right now, but unfortunately in this industry. You have a lot of the exhibitors, maybe not the big one, but you have a lot of the exhibitors who are always waiting the last moment to order. Mm. And this is the today, especially today, the worst case. Mm. Now everybody will ask my name and nobody will call me anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's yeah, true. But <laughs> I mean, to some degree, there is also, uh, you know, I, I, long story short, uh, I mean, there's a certain manufacturer. I mean, it would had had I continued with the order, it would be over ten months before I got what I ordered, which you know that's no, it's not. I mean, it's not reasonable. No, it really, and and it's not their fault. I'm not blaming them in any way, but you know that that makes it difficult. However, uh, organized you think you are, yeah. if I'm waiting ten, eleven months for equipment, oh, what can I do about that? That's the nightmare. Yeah, but what's the what's the alternative? There isn't an alternative. Because no, it's not like isn't. oh. They can't deliver for 10 months, I'll go to them, they mm. can give me next week. No, Does that's right. No, there is no alternative. You know, so we have to make decisions. Today, nobody can give you next week. No. Almost yeah. nobody. So how is that going to change? Do you think it will change? Okay, so, Cody. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I There agree. are no microchips in the screens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. Um, You're lucky, Cody. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with the planning. Uh, you know, Harkness, we've, I guess we've been looking at this for the last six months, so... It took that long to get material made, but we're we're lead time of seven to seven days to ten days, um, which is not on projectors on screens. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we production time on screens is low, but um, I see with the three D coming out, you you need to plan now because everybody's going to want their three D screen in November, yep. and that's not reasonably. Are they? capable to <laughs> you know to to produce it ship it and install it in sure. the couple of weeks between mm. you know when when you said oh, I want a new screen now and when 
when the movie comes out. So. come into this age of just convenience haven't we where we just expect everything to be done overnight but actually it wasn't all that long ago that as you were staying we would order we would have spares we would have spare sprockets <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> and you know we just don't do that anymore it's and also you didn't buy projectors every five years well no you had one well, you know, or 10 years or whatever. What I mean is that... We're not all money bags like no, you. No, 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 no. Well, you know, I've actually just, in uh, the, the risk of going back to the old nonsense, I've just uh, changed the 35mm projectors at the Electric in Birmingham. Two other 35mm. Two other 35 Well, we had these very old... No, no, but we had these old... Um, this lovely old 2001 Westar. Anyway. Um, Talk about dinosaurs. I no, no, no. But, sorry, the point I'm going to make is that uh, we've just put these centuries, these brand, almost brand new centuries that are like 25 years old, but they've got 4,000 hours on the clock. And in 35 mil terms, that's like... Nothing. Nothing. So when you bought a projector, you did buy a projector for life back yeah. then, didn't yeah, yeah, you? It yeah. wasn't a thing that you... That yeah. you, you, you didn't have to think about, well, in 10, 15 years, I'm going to have to replace this. Yeah. Designed for life, like the Manic Street Peaches. Right, well, absolutely. But, you know, so and what was the point I'm making? So these problems are newish problems, aren't they? The, mm. the inability to get technology. Mm. It's not a, not a thing we've had to deal with before. That's the point I'm making. No, no, it's a different, yeah. it's a different world we live in now. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. There, there is a... <laughs> people call it a throwaway society a mm. throwaway equipment mentality i don't believe that's the no. case i think it was for a bit i think um, it was for a bit but i think we've changed our outlook over the last decade i mean i do i do hear still you know this projector is going to last you 10 years yeah. this amplifier is going to last you 10 15 years you know and then you'll buy a new one and it's like i, I don't ever recall having that conversation in the 35 mil days no, you really didn't um you know and and i think you know the I think there does need to be an understanding from projector manufacturers, not you know all of them, I suppose, that exhibitors need these projectors to last a long, long time, yeah, right. um, and they need to be able to be maintainable. Yeah. But at the same time, the technology then changes to laser, which saves us thirty percent on power. So it's a it is, you know it that, is. those goalposts that, that, were not that, moving. That's, at that you point. could you could argue that digital <laughs> cinema happened before. It should have. You know, you, <laughs> wow. You, 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 yeah. kind of, you kind of think digital cinema shouldn't have happened until laser was there from day one. Yeah? Because then you could have said, well, you're going to move from a complete... Because the only thing, if you think about it, apart from the lens, maybe, the only thing that's the same in digital cinema compared to 35 mil is the lamp. Well, it, it was at the time, yeah, the yeah. Zen and Lamp. Yeah, yeah the yeah, Zen and Lamp. Yeah. That was the only transition that came with the transition. It was it was the yeah. same technology, yeah, effectively. You could use your old 35mm lamps. Different design. The, some yeah. did, some did. Yeah. We did yeah, on some. Um, <laughs> but generally, you still needed a lamp. Yeah. Then you didn't need a lamp because no. it, 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 you, some would argue that maybe it was a little bit early, we should have waited for laser from the I off. I don't think you can say that. I don't um, think, you know, no, I've, I've heard some people say that. Yeah, but um, that's, that, that's with hindsight, isn't it? It's like yeah. saying, yes, oh, yes, you absolutely. know, we didn't need to invent the walkie-talkie because I've now got an iPhone. It's like, you know, you know how yeah, yeah, yeah. And by no, the way, I, yeah. and by the way, you change yeah. your iPhone every two or three hours. Yeah, yeah. Every two or three uh, yeah, years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because 
If you look at all the technology that we have today, nobody has the same iPhone or same no, phone no, for 10 right. years. Yeah. So mm. this is something that... I mean, um, yeah, but projectors are not domestic. No, okay. Right. okay. And the not car, And the car is domestic? Sorry? The car is domestic? Of course it is. Yeah. The truck is domestic? Yeah. We have those. Actually, trucks Truck? last a hell of a lot longer than what cars do. I mean, I'm embarrassed but, to tell you how old my car is. But, <laughs> but anything that's in the consumer like world yeah. is 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 not what it is for industrial world. And we, I consider projectors to be an an industry. Yeah, you're right. If you're going to go for vehicles, then like the projector should be the tractor. You know, it should be going right. for yeah. decades. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's it's the case in fact because don't forget that I mean, you Mike, if my memory is good, you have projector that should uh, stop a long time ago and yeah. it's still running. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't forget that any of the project manufacturer projectors, it doesn't matter which brand, we were not thinking that we were keeping this projector for 30 years now. This is unfortunately with the, uh, uh, c considering that we have electronic component, it's not possible. It's not because we don't want, it's because it's not possible. It's not possible, no, that makes yeah. sense. So, uh, no, I well, understand you, that, yeah. You remember that, uh, <laughs> Uh, you remember the Concorde? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fine aircraft. Ah, yeah. French. French! Oh. Uh, I, I believe it was uh, co-French and British, actually. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so they stopped the Concorde not because it was not rentable, and not because uh, they lose money or whatever. No, they stopped the Concorde because, unfortunately, it was not possible to maintain mm -hmm. anymore the Concorde. Okay? Yeah. Because technically it was a wonderful plane, etc., etc., and it was always full, the, the line between New York, Paris, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But they stopped because it was not possible to repair anymore. Mm. So, <coughs> unfortunately, for the, for the projectors, I mean, we, in general, all the manufacturers try to, to, to build the projector for, and to be the most reliable possible and to, and to run for almost ever. But, unfortunately, it's not possible anymore. No. And that's a trade-off from the from the convenience of digital, yeah. isn't it? Because mm. you know, ultimately, uh, much as Tony loves humping films up and down the stairs, <laughs> it is more <laughs> convenient to run digital than it is thirty-five. And that's part of the trade-off is that they're not going to last 50, 60, 70 years yeah. like thirty-five. It's minutes. less fun, but it's more convenient. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You know, I mean. I mean, 35 mil stuff would run. I mean, forever and ever and ever. If you maintained it, it would yeah. just keep going. It would. It would. But there yeah. are a lot of extra costs with that. Yeah, as you well. need the person to Starving. maintain you it. The, you, you need, need the, the person absolutely, yeah, yeah. and you need it. to pay the person well because they've got yeah. the knowledge. Yeah, the, absolutely. The, so the, the, the person know, and the the belts, the parts, the yeah. oil. I don't the bemoan the passing of thirty-five. Generally, I really yeah. don't. I, yeah. I'm much happier in a digital world. Yeah, overall. that's that's actually an important yeah. statement because you are clearly yeah. and, and quite yeah. openly love thirty-five yeah. mil, yeah. but. When the chips are down, yeah. I think digital is much, much more convenient. Was that a pun or yeah. an intentional chip, pun on when chips? When the chips are not available. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. So, no, it wasn't. That was, it was a good one. Uh, sorry, yes, that was absolutely intentional. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it is more, it much is. more convenient. It makes my life so much easier. Exactly. It really does. And it's... And the image as well. I don't like the image. Sorry, I do. You like and the image of thought of, of, of digital, digital. I do. Yeah, so do and, I. and having gone back to 35 recently, you know, you do look at it and think, mm, really? Mm. 
because we're now used to these razor sharp images. Yeah, which, especially in 4K. Yeah. When you because you, you had a lot yeah. of 4K, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, and you can't quite get that razor mm. sharp, which mm. our eyeballs are now used to mm. on 35. Yeah. I mean, I used to you know, make jokes about, well, if you want it to look like 35, I'll get. Um, one of the ushers in to uh, shake the projector as it's running <laughs> and slightly defocus it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. But, uh, yeah. Wouldn't it know. be good if you could, if there was a button on a projector, a digital yeah, projector that you could press? And 35 mil like 35 mil <laughs> And it just added it in just some scratches. Because I always yeah. thought that a Blu-ray player should have had that. It should have had a VHS, VHS button. VHS mode, yeah. And you press a button and it just makes it look like All the it crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can make a screen fall. He makes it 480 yeah. resolution and yeah. it's all blurred and you don't know who the actors are and VHS. and you go, wow, look at that, that's yeah, great. It's like VHS. <laughs> <laughs> Let's never watch that ever again. VHS yeah. was so rubbish. Yeah, it was. It just was. Yeah, we're in denial for so long. We were. I so, had... It's getting to be fun because now it's that the button number four. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is the point where you start yeah. to switch your podcast to the 1.5 speed. Yeah. So so that we sound normal. <laughs> we sound a little bit sped up and therefore we, we start to speak normally again rather than... I, um, I had Betamax. You know, I was one of those guys that had Betamax. No, you were into real quality. Yeah, and I, I remember when I finally had to give in because there wasn't any Betamax stuff to rent or whatever, I used to keep taking this VHS machine back to the shop saying, this can't be right. There's no way this image is right because it was so shite. Yeah. I remember yeah. doing the Israeli <laughs> Film Festival right. in Odeon Leicester Square less than a decade ago and we were still showing... Betamax. Wow. Seriously? Well, Digi yeah. Beta was all right, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all, actually. Mm. No, but I mean, by comparison to the yeah. Vers. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But even so. I've got a Digi Beta machine. Electric. Does anyone want to buy one? Anybody <laughs> in the market for a Digi Beta machine? <laughs> <laughs> no? oh. Please contact Kevin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter. That'll be on Twitter, Twitter yeah, yeah. somehow. <laughs> no idea what your Twitter handle is. Um. You don't Kevin even know. Mark you. At Kevin Markwick, or yeah, that's what I was going to make an off-colour joke, but no, that's going to make it. <laughs> oh no, he's self-censoring oh, now. Oh no, he's, he's self-censoring self now. Okay, last one. Streaming. Um, are oh. we prepared for streaming? I don't mean Netflix. I mean instead of satellite. Oh. oh. I mean events streaming. Well, it could be Netflix, I suppose. <laughs> uh, my opinion is that, that, that yeah, event cinema is, is important to me, but it's in a bit of a bit of a dog's dinner at the moment. I think. Is it? Why is that? Well, because we're sort of twixt two versions, aren't we? You know, you've got the Landsat was replaced, and so we now have to pay GoFlex to mm. stream events. So wait there, what's Landsat? I know, but maybe I'll. Uh, Landsat was a basically a content delivery server, mm -hmm. which came with the added bonus of a card that would receive satellite signals from. There's a satellite decoder, yeah, receiver yeah. decoder. So that was kind of like a free bonus, mm -hmm. and it was pretty easy to uh, tune in, mm -hmm. and it was useful, and you could record, which was dead handy. And it was pretty robust. And it was fairly robust, yeah. But uh, motion picture solutions. Uh, and I can understand this, decided to remove that capability. There are other mastering houses out there. Yeah, 
they decided to remove that capability, which I can understand because they didn't want to spend the money supporting it anymore, which yeah. is perfectly, perfectly understandable. But it's been replaced with a box where we now have to pay per event. Now, people like me don't want to do that because it's, it's bottom line. It comes out of your, you know, bottom line. So, oh, sorry, Kevin. Um, yeah. What do you mean? Uh, you have to pay per event. What, well, so what for them system? to tune it in and you you use their box. Streaming, though. Streaming. Not, so it's not satellite. Uh, actually, it is streaming, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it's, is it a streaming box? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, so it's not a satellite. It's an IP-based streaming, and that costs... I don't, know, I, I don't want to say the wrong number, because I'll okay, say the wrong so number. It, it's but, a yeah, fee. It's a fee per event, yeah. which, given that you know we're paying film hire and we're paying everything else, another chunk out of the... Out of the, the which is fine if you've got you know you've, you've you've got a big event which you've made a lot of money on, but some of the more marginal events that that represents a big chunk out of what you make. Mm. So people who are tech savvy like myself, we I've gone back to using iScripts decoders and things like that and tuning mm -hmm. in myself. Right. But for a lot of exhibitors, that's that's tricky yeah. to be able to do that. You know, they're not necessarily you know, and on a circuit-wide basis, I would imagine that's quite. Yeah. quite significant you don't well, it's really, hard to manage it's hard to manage yeah so I think it's a bit where we feel a bit between two worlds at the moment it's mm -hmm. not it's not it's neither one thing nor the other so um, yeah and event cinema seems to be taking longer to recover from the pandemic than you know than, than, than normal cinema events wise yeah, well, but we're not getting the live events that we were getting, presumably because they're not, you know, transmitting. You know, NT Live has mostly been recorded. I think we've had one live event since, since the since the pandemic, which is fine, and that makes our life easier because it comes on DCP, and that's fine, and la di da. But I like live events, mm. you know, I do. Mm. The public like live events, and the public yeah. like live yeah, events. Yeah, you like to yeah. be part of it when it's happening, uh, yeah. whether or not you're there. You know, yeah. I've I've said this before on this podcast actually, like the accessibility to live events, yeah. and expanding it to people that live north of the M25 in the UK, so north Absolutely. of London, yeah, um, and people that don't have two hundred pound for a ticket, yeah. You know, it makes it accessible. Yeah, it makes it accessible. Yeah. It's absolutely wonderful. I'm just impressed you can remember what you've said on previous podcasts. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know if that's IP. a reflection on me or the you IP. or <laughs> the, IP <laughs> model. the IP model is more expensive for us to use. Yeah. And the, the product's really good, actually. I have to say, both the Unique's product is good and the GoFollage product is so, so, perfectly, perfectly good. I was going to say this would have been a perfect question yeah. had we had Simon Tandy on the podcast because yeah. he recently. Um, he keeps mugging us off. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. He recently he's not even with here. Um, he's not actually he's not here. Um, he recently with Omnex did the Mission Impossible uh, world premiere, and they basically banded about the um, highlights reel via IP delivery and satellite delivery, but using um, GoFlex and UniqueX IP. Yeah, and it worked. No, no, Obviously, there was an awful work. lot of testing involved yeah. beforehand, as far as I'm aware. And I'm basically remembering minutes from our last meeting. Right. Okay. <laughs> so there, there was an awful lot of testing, but it was, you know, I know that it's not great for the exhibitor, but that the foundation is in place and it can work. So yeah, just need to find a way to, to find make a way to make it feasible. Feasible, and actually, we did yeah. some testing with the unique box a few years ago now, actually, with Glyndebourne. Mm -hmm. And Glyndebourne, oh, um, yeah. my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, the bit rate got quite low before it before it fell over. You could mm -hmm. you could actually get not that I would want to test it to, to destruction, but 
you know the bit rate got quite low before it went uh, before the picture became unaccessible uh, unacceptable are we prepared for the multitude of streaming services to no. go into our projectors or servers no no we are not in what respect? Well, you know, you mentioned Unique's um, yeah. service. You mentioned yeah. GoForLex's yeah. service. Oh, right. We've also yeah, got no, a satellite yeah, service. Yeah, there's no prosumer for the one. So you, you, I don't know about you, but you generally have certain auditoriums. Well, you've you've got a few screens. You've got yeah, three in one, the blue stream, three in the other. Um, can you product. can you put events in them in all your screens? Yeah, yeah. but but and this is this is important. But mm. um, HDCP still causes no end of issues, mm. despite paying lots of money for um, the BlueStream product. Mm. I'm still having to talk people through. You know, I'm drunk in in Barcelona, mm. and I'm having to talk people through. Just unplug the HDMI lead <laughs> and plug it back in again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To make it work, and yeah. that's that's not great. Yeah, that, that shouldn't be a thing, should it? But you know, you're you know. you're savvy. You're yeah. probably there a lot of the time. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. You've, and you've for got you guys, it few people to try. There's a lot of cinema ex exhibitors out there that have got lots and lots and lots of screens. Mm. You know, they. They, they have uh, either a projector that's relatively old, we might have a SID board where you're going in via DVI right. and you s a separate cable out to the sound actually. processor. <laughs> um, DVI. DVI, I haven't heard that yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah well, right. DVI. DVI. You're going to get less problems, I think. Well, DVI and then a separate yeah. cable to the sound and some you might have a, an IMS or an IMB and you've got sure. an HDMI and it goes in and it's simple, but you've got one HDMI in. Now, yeah. you know, do you want Okay, well, today we've got the unique service, so we're going to take that out, right. put this one in. Yeah, right. no, that's tomorrow, a real issue. Yeah. Tomorrow we're going to have the, yeah. the GoForLex version, and mm. tomorrow we're going to have the, the yeah. day after that we're going to have the no, satellite right. version. You're right. You know, we need to be able to have an infrastructure but we don't. that can accommodate them all um, at once. We without... don't have a professional product that does that. No. We do not have that. No, so shall we create one and go into business and yeah. make <laughs> make be, be yeah. rich beyond the dreams of avarice. Yeah, and we can make patent a, pending. We can yeah, make yeah. a deal with Cody here, and he can give us a free screen. Yeah, um, <laughs> but the point um, is that you know any kind of HDMI <laughs> switching causes you issues immediately, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like if you have yeah. the test, so say you have a test on a Tuesday, and mm. it's through one system, and yeah. then you have another you know yeah. a different uh, product yeah. on the next day then you're yeah. going to have to unplug it and then and plug it back in again so the test has become useless the test is useless yeah. because yeah. you know what happens when you take things out and then put them back in again but that infrastructure yeah. is quite <laughs> difficult Absolutely. that infrastructure is quite difficult to install your performance is definitely degraded at that point <laughs> <laughs> but that, that infrastructure is quite important yeah yeah but no no it is important and you know we had an interesting one because often if you call the help desk with any um issues you get well did you do the test and you go well i did do the test but that's kind of redundant had, now. it is redundant we had a test the other day of something i can't remember what it was and anyway there was another test using the same frequency one minute after that which then you know took over that test and it's like well and then which meant we had to retune on the, the day yeah anyway but the point is, we don't have this sorted. We do not have this sorted. Mm. It's mm. almost like everything's too independent of one another, yeah, and everyone's yeah, working yeah, in silos. Yeah. I mean, for you, yeah. uh, Mike, it must be a nightmare. Well, what you want to avoid is some kind of situation where you've got a 
a Heath Robinson solution yeah. in all of your cinemas. Yeah, which is effectively what we have at some point. Yeah, but it, because it started off as a small thing, event cinema, and grew. Um, yes, but for some time now, so, you know, yeah, yeah, but to manufacturers, uh, are they putting <laughs> enough HDMI inputs on there? Come on! Yeah. Well, well, in fairness, in fairness, I don't think... <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think projector manufacturers have any HDMI inputs on their projectors. It's the servers that correct. need the HDMI input. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, I tend to, I tend to go direct into the projector, but is that? Is yeah, that but so? yeah, but you're not. You're going into the IMS, correct. which is installed inside the projector. That's a server. You're going into the on server. Certain yeah, on certain yeah. products. I mean, yeah. My, yeah, my so it's it's yeah. it's understandable to assume it's part of the projector. It just yeah. happens to be okay. installed into the side, yeah, but it's know. actually the server. Yeah. So what do we do about that? It's not. I don't think it's considered important enough by certain manufacturers, not just projector manufacturers, but certain sound manufacturers. If, if I if I they was, don't they don't deem it important enough to put on. If if I was a manufacturer of servers, yeah. Would you not <laughs> listen to what exhibitors want? I, uh, you would hope yes. so. You would hope so. But and if you know, that's what's wanted, yeah, would no, you absolutely. not listen and do it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a there is a very famous you know manufacturer. Cody, please call yeah. somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you American, you know yeah. these guys. Yeah. Please call somebody. <laughs> no, but you know, HDMI inputs. Uh, as far as I, you know, yeah, no, it's tricky. Mm. And also, mm. the stripping of HDCP is kind of it's a nightmare. It's a it's a consumer pirate. Um, what's the word? It's a consumer security yeah. thing, which yeah. we do it's not an need an anti -piracy. in cinema. Yeah, yeah, anti piracy. That's it. Yeah. We yeah. do that. not need that in cinema no. on, a, on, a, on a on a professional level. Yeah, but we do need KDMs. Well, we do yeah. need KDMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've gone full circle. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, and I've been wrestling with this for. I mean, I, I started for life. Well, no, but I, you know, I started with uh, event cinema like right back, you know, Fedra at the NT and like way back. I remember trying to live stream yeah. a rugby game in yeah. Odeon Leicester in Screen right. Twelve, and it was a nightmare. Yeah, I remember that. And but my, it hasn't improved. That might have been my much. my second worst yeah. crisis in my career. Right. <laughs> but how you know, and, and telling people, which I have to, to try and d describe to a DM. Look, turn the rack round, take out the power supply of the blue stream. Already gone. If you're not technical yeah. and you've said yeah. that, no, already right, gone. And that is no disrespect to that DM. No. It's just if you're not If you're technical. not that way in mind, no, absolutely. So it's, yeah. So for you, Mike, it must be a nightmare. But you don't take the calls, I guess. That's the thing. No, not directly. But <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, you know, we work through things. Yeah. But anyway, let's let's. Um, we've we've been here long enough. It's twenty past eleven. It's yeah. beyond last orders. <laughs> um, we've so, done quite a lot of wine. Well, given the, you uh, have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to thank I'm going to thank Tony and Kevin and Alan and sorry what's your name again <laughs> Cody, Cody. <laughs> I'm going to thank everybody for, for turning up in Barcelona and making it fantastic we hope everybody is appreciated uh, we're now all going to go off and have a sleep and um, my, my name is Mike Bradbury and thank God I'm me. Yeah. <laughs>